Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Good day and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It's so great to have you on the show today. Another week has gone by before we know it from you listening to us last week and it's so great to have you on the show today. Um, Now today's guest is going to take us through um, some things um, that we might find a little bit scary or some things in our business that create quite a pain point um, for a lot of business owners actually um, but it's got a great story to share, share with us and some great advice um, to pass on from all her knowledge and years in the industry. So this particular lady with over 25 years experience in running a business and 30 years in accounting and bookkeeping, Jen Swenson truly understands what it's like as a small business owner. This gives her unparalleled insight and empathy (laughs) into Mm -hmm. her clients' pain points as well as a great deal of knowledge to be able to profoundly impact the financial health of her clients. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. That's cool. Now, we met at Wes Hone's uh, Business Kingdom Summit um, and you sent me a follow-up email and I was like, actually... How about you come on the podcast show? So here we are today. It's so great to have you here. So you're in the Gold Coast, is that right? Yes, yes. Loving it on the Gold Coast. It's Um, great. Have you always lived in the Gold Coast? (laughs) No, I grew up in Brisbane and um, moved to the Gold Coast 26 years ago when I was married. So yes, and stayed here ever since. Yeah, I'm a little bit jealous. I love the Gold Coast and I love Brisbane. But yeah. God has put me in Sydney, so that's where we shall be for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So take us through your story with where you kind of started out and where you are today, because I know you do accounting um, and that kind of stuff, but I also know you have other things on your heart as well, um, mm-hmm. just from us speaking at the summit. So take us through that. Uh, well, uh, just to back it up a bit, I've grown up in a pastor's family, like my mum and dad are both pastors and um, and multi-generations of pastors. And um, so that was kind of my background. And um, some things that make me a bit different, like when I was in school, they told me I was disruptive and a dreamer and, <laughs> and I talked too much. Um, and then in school, um, I know I'm going back a long way, but in high school, my best two subjects were art and accounting. And um, so different. <laughs> I know. I, I got school prizes for art and I was in the top three for accounting. And when it came to finishing school, my dad said, go do accounting. You'll never be out of work. And for once in my life, I obeyed my dad and 
and did that and got some great training working with accountants doing tax returns before computers were even part of the process, you know, so lots of manual cash books, uh, paper journals, ledgers, and then I had to create the the uh, financials, trial balance and profit and loss and balance sheet from that. You know, people would just bring in a box of, um, you know, ba- uh, bank statements back in those days, check butts and all their invoices and stuff, and we'd have to create <laughs> financials from that, okay? So I was software back in those days. Yes. <laughs> you brain. were the computer. <laughs> I was the computer. Um, and But I get passionate. I'm quite passionate about taking um, chaotic stuff and making something beautiful of it. And... Um, and so, and and I love the people aspect of doing accounting work because you learn so much from the information that you work with. You know, you learn so much about people's lives, what's important to them, because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Um, you know, um, how, even habits and personality stuff and all that sort of stuff. So my journey, I've done lots of, I've done multiple industries, had corporate um, accounting jobs as well as um, working with small business. And on when GST came about in 2000, um, because I'd had so much experience in tax, accounting, bookkeeping, all that sort of stuff, I decided to advertise when my youngest child was in preschool. I've got three kids and they're all adults now. And um, yeah, so uh, my journey was that I advertised in the paper. That's how you used to do it in those days. And, <laughs> and got a couple of clients and, um, and through just working in a corporate environment alongside of that, uh, once my son was in school, had the opportunity to start a bookkeeping practice with some partners. We, we ended up having um, 12 bookkeeping employees and um, and in those days, it was all desktop software in early 2000s. And so I, I had to work 90 to 100 hours a week in order to get round to everybody. Oh. Yeah. So consequently, I had a nervous breakdown. Yes. <laughs> I think why. <laughs> um, and that was kind of a beginning of a journey of really finding what I wanted in life because, you know, like um, – you kind of, uh, I suppose, I think the world is a lot more self-aware now but um, in a lot of respects, but I think uh, many times you can just go along life with what's the expected steps, you know, mm. um, finish school, get married, have babies, yeah. you know, then what do you do, you know, like, <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, so um, I had a particularly um, difficult marriage, I'll, I'll admit, and uh, there were some um, uh, certain things um, that played havoc um, with m- um, my husband's personality and um, that led to a very um, toxic and horrible, well, horrible experience in, in marriage. And um, so, yeah. Number of uh, I won't go into great detail, but a number of circumstances, like with the nervous breakdown, led me to actually cry out to God and say, "Okay, I had dreams as a little girl. Mm-hmm. There's so much for life. God, do something in me, shift my trajectory. I want to align myself with you. What and what your promises are. What the dreams I had as a little girl. You know, the daydreaming yeah. class and all that sort of stuff. And um, and what actually came about was." Um, 
I was actually at a, a church service and went out to respond to God at, at the front. And I said, I'm not moving to here until you do something in my life, you know. And um, at that time, I was just desperate because my marriage was horrible. My health, I, I didn't have a nervous breakdown at that point. Mm. That was just prior. And, um, but God, I waited for an hour at that place, at that point, And I did not move. And I said, I'm not moving. And it was like in that church, a, a wind blew through the place and it, and this power hit me and I just screamed for, for, a, I just screamed. And I don't know what actually happened in me, but it's like something happened on the inside. And the next day God told me to leave that bookkeeping business. Yeah. Uh, because I wasn't in alignment with my partners. Um, we were, they weren't believers. They didn't have the same values as me. Um, and it just w- wasn't a good fit. And I think that was partly of why eventually I ended up having a, a breakdown because of the not being aligned with who I really am, you know, the, authentically. And so, um, yeah, so uh, God, the next day God told me to leave that business. I didn't listen. I didn't respond and consequently had nervous breakdown um number of other things like spiraled downwards after that and it um and it came to a point that I needed to um our marriage ended up um falling apart and um and I was left like okay god what do I do with my life now I've Mm -hmm. got to actually you know (laughs) where what do I do oh it would feel like you're starting from scratch again, I would think. Yeah, yeah, and and, and actually kind of backwards, <laughs> backwards. Yeah. I was below, like a friend of mine actually said the other day that I was, I, I had coffee with him and at that point and I was below zero, you know, yeah. like. Um, and, um, yeah, so, like, I didn't want to, I was using certain software that I, like in that bookkeeping practice that when it came time to actually have to like, um, I, did, I wasn't interested in having a job. I did have a short-term contract at the time when my marriage ended and that helped me, gave me the wherewithal to move into my own place and, you know, just keep myself going. But that contract ended and I, it meant that I had to throw myself back into something that I believed in and grow from there, you know. So I didn't want to go back into the old software, but that's when I discovered Zero, which is the accounting software that I use. And um, and it actually, like, they have built it for entrepreneurs and for creatives, and I'm a creative, and I've always loved technology. And so it was a good fit for me. I loved the energy of the company. Yeah. And, and uh, so... I don't actually work for Zero, but I just use their software. And but they gave me all the tools to actually give me um, the ground, the foundation to grow a a successful business. And it was around that time that I actually went to my first Kingdom Business Summit with Wes Home, and mm. and so I, I set I set up with Zero in 2012, and. Um, I met Wes in 2013 at the Kingdom Business Summit. I'd heard a lot about him and seen him speak at different events around the Gold Coast and he was one of the most outstanding of the speakers. Like there was something about him that activated something in me, you know, like when he spoke. Hmm. um, So I went to that summit and and in that he spoke, his main message was he talked about hugging the cactus and now that – may not mean something to anybody but like for me 
that was like I was at this point in my life where I just needed to make some tough decisions and to like make a stand for myself and for what God had called me to do. So that and, felt like you were hooking a cactus. Yeah, and so <laughs> I can't uh, imagine hooking a cactus. No, no, no. But um but I think the thing for me was I had to just make some tough decisions and although it was painful at the time, I knew that it would actually pay off. Mm. And that for me I was living in a in a in a townhouse with my with my two younger kids, yeah. and uh, one had just finished high school and the other was in year ten, and um, basically I'd been unwell and I was still working through the grief of my marriage ending and all that sort of stuff. And so I my hugging the cactus was to move in with my parents and let my kids go to, and live with their dad. Oh, jeez, that is prickly. And it was tough. Yeah, and I. And I ran my business um, and from the bedroom that at my parents' house. So I ran my bedroom, uh, you know, so on one side of the room was a bed with my bedside table and the other was, and there wasn't a house I'd grown up in and my parents had moved there after I got married. And then on the other side was the desk with my computer on it and my files and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So and it was this time of... Um, um, I suppose compression and you know kind of cave dwelling almost <laughs> yeah yeah but it was also a great place because my parents loved me and helped me to work through some things and I I wasn't far from my kids and I spent time with them and all that sort of stuff so um but it gave me opportunity I didn't have to cook or clean or or um you know do anything around like I helped out but but my mum loved to cook for me so I could actually just work, Ooh, go mom. <laughs> work, work, work. And I ended up doing like 16-hour days um, and I ended up – and what I thought was only going to be like a six-month or three- to six-month kind of window ended up being two and a half years. Wow. And uh, and uh, over that time, God just helped me to – I grew my business. I grew in um, my self-belief. I In that time, I also was doing Wes's programs and – um, getting into community with with um, other like-minded um, Christian kingdom-minded uh, businesses, and um, and was really um, growing, you know, and getting my confidence back. And um, yeah, so uh, like it was it was cr- kind of crazy. I I I dream all the time, and I have things on my bucket list of what I would like as things to you know things I would love to happen and there were a number of things that happened that God orchestrated ahead of their time you know like Zero invited me to be a speaker at their events in Brisbane and um, I was invited to go on a on a a road show for one of the um the professional bodies um the bookkeeping professional bodies um around Australia and talk about growing your practice um and um, and then I was nominated for bookkeeping partner of the year by zero in 2015. Um, uh, and then, and then Wes gave me the, in 2016, gave me the hug the cactus award <laughs> <laughs> because he'd seen me grow so much in that time, yeah. you know? <clears throat> um, and like now, like I, in that time, I totally reinvented myself and the person I was in my marriage is totally different to who I am now. And 
like I know that God has a purpose for me. I know that God's given me a voice to speak out and to, and I know what my, my what my purpose is. Like when I when my marriage ended, I didn't have any idea why I was put on the planet. I couldn't define it. Let's put it that way. I kind of had inklings and ideas, but I could nothing I could hang my my hat on. And um, one of my mentors, another one of my mentors, is Andrew Stone, and from Stop Breathe Receive in Brisbane, and it's a leadership community. And um, he spoke at some events that I went to about having an I live to statement. And my I live to statement is to connect people to the identity and purpose and to empower and empower them and encourage them in that. And and um, when I knew what my purpose was, then I could then make decisions on what I should and shouldn't be doing with my life. And so for me, even though I'm doing bookkeeping and accounting and providing software services, I believe that that is fully in line with that I live to statement because what I do is help, I assist uh, business owners in not doing the processes that they're not called to do. Yeah. You know, like when you're an entrepreneur, you're not generally good with figures, mm. you know, <laughs> not generally, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, um, and you're all about big ideas and you have a passion or, or a creative edge. So you're not left brain. And so like doing financial stuff is not necessarily fit. So we can do bookkeeping services and, you know, pay bills. We can be the back office, but we also provide software to automate people's businesses so that they can then have something that's valuable and sellable if they want to. And it frees them up from doing that on a consistent, like repetitive basis. So, so, um, yeah, doing coaching and mentoring now and have a passion to um, like really mentor my industry, the bookkeeping industry. Um, there's lots of women who are in their late 40s and 50s who came across this industry because they were doing accounts payable or working in admin or something like that. And it's been a an evolving industry, but um, how they can be themselves in that, you know, is is so important to me and you know with technology continually changing and and this is for most industries with technology and its its disruption continually and almost daily um we need to be adaptable and ready to you know go with the to to change so it's a constant thing so that's my passion like i suppose one thing that's come out of um being in a marriage that was um challenging is that I've learnt resilience, I've learnt adaptability, um, I've learnt um, emotional intelligence and um, and so now like I also studied life coaching um, in around that as well. So I'm using those skills with what I've learnt in business to actually mentor people and look at the big picture. So that's that's my story. So does that help? <laughs> <Is> <laughs> It does help and it was good and I think there's probably a lot of women listening to the podcast right now that can relate a lot to what you're saying, um, mm. especially with, you know, being married and then you're not married now and then you're creating this business and, mm. you know, you've got kids, what do you do, how do you work all this and knowing that <clears throat> you can come out the other side and God's got you and, yes, you know, yeah. he'll... He'll look after you in ways you couldn't ever imagine through your business yeah. and through your life. 
Um, so you were speaking a bit about how you're moving now more into a mentoring role. So what yes. are five tips you could give um, for our listeners, listeners who might be thinking about starting in your industry? Okay, so um, I think the first thing is you've got to know who you are first of all, first and foremost. That and and know um, why you're put on the planet. Like that is foundational to everything. I think the other thing is what are the, the things that make you what are injustices for you? You know what I mean? Like you know what when you see stuff on the news, like what things actually like. Um, you yeah, know, it's stuff that goes against yeah. your values. Yes, yeah, that you could actually be a voice for, or that you know that you know is some some person's pain point, you know, um, because that where your passion and where your sense of injustice is, and where someone's pain point, it's not just where it's not just where you see a need. It's I think it's where your where your roar is. You know what I mean? You know where your roar is, and where where people's scream is of pain and their cry for help, I think that's where you've got to look um, and look for creative ways. Like one of the the great things is we've got to understand that um, our journey has created certain resources within us that can, with our passion and with our calling, can actually create something so unique and so special. And when God anoints that, um, it, it, it just brings something so spectacular because, you know, um, it's like a chemical, um, you know, uh, like, a I don't know, an, you know, an elixir, like God in you is the hope of glory, you know, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so like, that will be the experience of what you've done in your work or even in your hobbies, you know, like, um, that will be your personality. That will be how you communicate and how you um, give love and all those sorts of things, how you are wired, um, you know, when you think about certain things. All of those things together, as well as your skills that you've learnt during your life, they're all within you. They're innately within you and they actually um, blend with your calling and your passion. Yeah. And so – and it's no it's – no, it's no, um, you know, it's no lucky dip or anything like that. God's purpose that, <laughs> yeah, you know, and right. he wants to rework everything. He's like he's made you this this treasure chest of jewels that he wants to set loose on the earth, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's totally how Christian Women in Business was formed, like exactly what you just said and then at the right time and when I said yes, it happened. Yep. yep. Yeah, so I – so uh, and then, then I think it's about um, – having courage and stepping out when you don't need permission. All you need is is to know that God is directing you. You don't need permission from other people. Um, and I think the other thing, the other thing is you, like when you – leadership is not something that's given. It's something that's taken. So you need to take leadership and you need to have courage. And then I think the fifth thing – I've said four so far. Do you know what they are? <laughs> no, I must have mixed them up a bit. <laughs> So the first one was knowing who you are. Yeah. The second one, the second one was knowing what what your passion is. You know, like what's your greatest injustice. The third thing is knowing what things in your life, what resources, and what things you have gained through your life. Okay. The fourth thing is not is taking leadership. 
and taking initiative and having courage. So, and then the fifth one is um, is having community and having mentors around you. So um, that can speak into your life. So you need to have people who are on the similar path to you, who can cheer you on, who can support you, um, and who are not going to be like naysayers when you're stepping out. You need to have, like I've had Wes Hone, I've had Andrew Stone, they all rhyme, and and other people in my life. I've got great leaders in my life, but I've also got great peers um, who are doing the same journey as me. And I think it's so important that when you are wanting to do something that um, is different to the rest of your family or mm. your past. You need to align yourself with people who are going on the same journey, even if it's not the same industry. You know, like um, I, I know, I, I know a really good group that could help with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'd be cool. But like, I've got great women in my life um, who I do life with, and and they are all different, like flavors and. You know, one of my best friends, she has owns a funeral home and she she ministers to families who are going through great, great grief. And I have another one who's a printer and designer. And so, and they are two of my best friends. Um, then I've got another lady who works in an RTO who's a, who's a pastor. And, and then I've got another lady who has a secular job, but she's prophetic. And so, um, and then I, I, the owner of my gym, she and I are best friends. And so I... So I have all these people in my life who I can call at at three o'clock in the morning when I'm going through a hard time, or you know, like I can just send a text and say, "Can you pray for me?" And they mm. do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's so important to have strong women around you that can have your back, and um, and also to have men as well, like because I've got my dad and my brother, and mm. I've got I've got like Wes and Andrew as well, and other people who cheer me on you know yeah and, I think men bring great strength to a table oh, for a woman oh um, and 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 I think the thing is there's been such a swing to like feminism and yeah. all that sort of stuff that I'm into high class and kick ass I'm sorry for the saying that word but <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sick of the like I want to be badass you know I'm yeah sick of, you know and like this like struggling for power and like emasculating men I am not no. about I love men I think they're amazing yeah and, totally and I want to empower men to arise and be men you know be leaders be definitely great fathers great husbands great leaders in our be be people of integrity you know like and you know yeah, totally. noisy, you know like yes please we, um at our local meetup that just went past in our prayer session so we we prayed for our businesses but then we also prayed for all our husbands yes. because you, like you say it is kind of like we've swung to the other side and yeah. I believe that God has got an anointing on women across the mm. business sector and we can see women rising up but men are just as important and the people who are there to support us like our husbands or other male mentors it, mm-hmm. they need mm-hmm. prayer as well like Definitely. They have to put up with us. <laughs> yes. Um, they yeah. just shake their head at us sometimes because they yeah. don't know how to handle us. <laughs> oh, you're crying again. I don't know what to do. Just hug me. I just need a hug. That's all. That's right. Or just give me a cup of tea, you know. Yeah. Just massage my feet, you know. That would be... 
<laughs> I, I just bring my son and we go for a drive and listen to his music. You know, it's what I do when I want to hang out with someone, <laughs> with a bloke, and, and he's awesome. So, That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. So what's your Bible verse for this season and why? My Bible verse for my life is Isaiah 61. Um, and, uh, and that is my validation scripture for my business, but it's also, um, a promise for my life. It starts off, um, and it's, it's the scripture that Jesus, when he first read in the, in the temple, in the synagogue, the spirit of the Lord's upon me, cause he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to set me, he sent me to bind up brokenhearted and proclaim freedom for the captives and release from the dark, from darkness for the prisoners. And, then it goes on to say to give beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness and to rebuild the ancient ruins that have been long devastated, like to, um, to, t- to bring order out of chaos. And, but the bit that I love at the, at the end is um, in, in verse 7 is instead of your shame, you receive a double portion and instead of disgrace a rejoice you will rejoice in your inheritance so that you inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours like it's a kind of a story Mm. of my journey you know like I've gone through mourning and um and despair and and all of that but he's rebuilt he's he's actually rebuilt he's and it's awesome he's not just been rebuilding he's actually rebuilt the ancient ruins and and now I'm experiencing the double for my trouble you know like yeah the favour of God on my life is just amazing. You know, doors are opening, but I it's about um, receiving that spirit of the sovereign Lord, you know, so that you will you will be, your broken heart will be bound up and you'll be released from the darkness. You know, some of us can stay in that place for such a long time and it's so scary, but, you know, I think there should be the hugging the cactus in there somewhere, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Get prickly <laughs> or get prickled. <laughs> so, but but that is that that for me is it, you know. Um, and and obviously, like the Proverbs thirty one, I I base my life on that. So, um, I I I look, I want to be a woman whose um, dignity. I smile at the days to come, you know, um, integrity and all. And I'm a I'm a woman of above, you know, valuable in society and to the people in my life, not because of my, what I do, but because of God in me, you know, like I actually change the atmosphere and I bring joy and enthusiasm to what I do. Yeah, that's awesome. So we haven't actually mentioned your business name, I don't think. So where can our listeners find you? Where do you hang out online and what's your website? Okay, so I have a business called Enthusia consulting and enthusiasm means the power of God within. Um, so, and you can find me on enthusia, which is spelt E N T H U S I A.net. That's my website at the moment, currently being rebuilt, but yeah, you can still find me there. And I'm on Instagram um, under the name Genthusia. So J U S I A, J Enthusia. And I'm also on Facebook, Jen Swenson. I've got a page. And, um, yeah, so that's where people can find me. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Like, huge story to be shared. And I'm sure that you have inspired hundreds of listeners right now, 
knowing <laughs> that it's okay not to be perfect. You've got your journey and God's going to take you through that and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. I think people have got to realise, we've all got to realise that often our plan B is is something of beauty because what it does is it gives people permission not to be perfect, you yeah. know, like. And that's exactly like, what we want to tell from our yes. stories is it's yes. okay not to be perfect and not to have all your stuff together but have peace yes. in knowing that God does. Yes. Cool. Yes. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. Thank you so much for coming on the, the show, Jen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Awesome. I've enjoyed it. Awesome. And we will see you next week. Catch you later. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.